We're going to be in 1 Corinthians 13, the entire chapter, and we're going to be in the NIV. And if, if you're in the King James, that's fine. It's just I wanted to do the NIV because I wanted to make sure people knew we were talking about love. Amen. If you're reading the King James Version, it says charity, but it's the same thing. Amen. I'm going to read chapter 13, the entire chapter. I was going to leave off some of the um, pieces of it, but then I decided uh, not to. Amen. Sorry, it's just in the way right quick. Um, it says, chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 1 through 13 says, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It, is, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when completeness, completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now, we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then shall I know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Lord, I ask for you to please bring a word like only you can. Help me, Lord. Help me. Bring a word for your people. Help us understand your love, your unconditional love, your agape love. Help us understand all of the different love that you have created. We thank you, God, for your power, your grace, and your majesty. Ask for you to have your way, O oh Lord, and allow me to speak the word and speak the truth in which you would have me say it. Touch those in the parking lot who came out even in the midst of the cold. Touch those who are on stream and even touch those who are right here in the midst of the congregation who are on the praise team and those who work. Anoint us all, Lord, so that we may bring a word for your people. That no matter what hour it is, it touches 8 o'clock, 11 o'clock, streaming, radio, DVDs, CDs, in people's houses, YouTube, whatever it may be. Allow your anointing to permeate their hearts. Convict them but not condemn them. Correct them but not make them feel guilty. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to speak to you from the subject, love is. Love is. And you know, chapter 13 of Corinthians is called the love chapter. Throughout this passage, the word used for love or charity is the great word agape. The meaning of agape love is clearly seen by contrasting it with the various kinds of love. 
There are essentially four kinds of love, whereas the English language has only the word love to describe all the affectionate experiences of men. The Greek language had, different, uh, had a different word to describe each kind of love. So sometimes we say, I love you. Do you really love them the way they think you love them? Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Do, do you love them the way they think you love them? Or do somebody love you the way you think they love you? And, and that's why I like the Greek language and the Hebrew language. Uh, you know, and I, and I study the Greek and the Hebrew because what, I, what you need to understand is we don't have as many words to describe what's going on in our lives. But again, uh, there is passionate love or eros love. This is the first one. This is the physical love between sexes. The patriotic love of a person or his nation, the ambition of a person for power, wealth, or fame, briefly stated, Eros love is the base love of a man that arises from his own inner passion. Sometimes Eros love is focused upon something that's good, and sometimes it's focused on something that's bad. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. It should be noted. Go, go, ho, 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 go, who, who, what's, what's the man's name? Um, uh, help me out. Al Green. I tell you, love will make it do right. <laughs> And love will make it do wrong. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. It, 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 but, but, but that's Eros love that make it do right and do wrong. Come on, somebody. Agape love don't make it do right and do wrong. It only make it do right. All right, so don't, don't let green get you messed up. Don't, don't, don't let, you know, if you mess it up, don't yeah, leave the grits alone. Get some cereal. Number two, old school get that. Young school, y'all know what I'm talking about. Number two. There is affectionate love or storage love, S-T-O-R-G-E, storage love. Storage love is an instinctive love. This is the kind of love that exists between parent and child and between loyal citizens and, trust, uh, and a trustworthy ruler. This love is also not used in the New Testament. So Eros love and storage love are not used in the New Testament. Number three, there is an endearing love, the love that cherishes. This is filial love. The love of a husband and wife for each other, of a brother for a brother, of a friend for the dearest of friends. It is the love that cherishes, that holds someone or something ever so dear to one's heart. And then there's selfless or sacrificial love or agape love. Agape love is the love of the mind, of the reason, of the will. It is a love that goes so far that it loves a person even if he or she doesn't deserve to be loved, that is actually loved the person who is utterly unworthy of being loved. No four things or four points about agape love. It's selfless. A selfless or agape love is the love of God, the very love possessed by God himself. It is the love demonstrated in the cross of Christ. It is the love for God, for the ungodly. Look at Romans 5 and 6. It says, for when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. It is the love that God for the unworthy sinners. If you look in Romans 5, 8, it says, but God commanded his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ Christ died for us. It is the love of God of undeserving enemies. If we look at Romans 5.10, for if we, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of the Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Selfless or agape love is a gift of God. It, it, it can be experienced 
only if a person knows God personally. This point two. Number one, uh, agape love is the very love possessed by God himself. Remember, you can't even understand love unless you understand God because God is love. So if you hate, you don't know God. All right, now number two, it, it can be experienced only if a person knows God personally. Only if God, if God is receiving your heart can you really love the way God wants you to love. Romans 5, 5 says, and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. The third one, the greatest thing in all of life according to the Lord Jesus Christ is love. And Jesus answered him, the first of his commandments, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment, and the second is like namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Mark 12, 29 through 31. For selfless or God be love is the greatest possession and gift in human life according to the scripture. And now abideth faith, hope, and love, or faith, hope, and charity. But the greatest of these is love. Look at this. The greatest is love. Faith, hope, and love are powerful, but it's more powerful to love than anything else. Unequivocally, the decree is pronounced that judgment is given. The verdict is declared. The superior quality of life is love. It is not gifts. The most excellent way to live and serve is to possess, uh, to possess and share love. It's not gifts. See, the reason why I got to break it down just a little bit, in Corinthians, they were gifted. They could preach it. They could speak in tongues. They, they could prophesy. They could do miracles. They could raise folk from the dead. They had power. I mean, they was in there looking like a whole bunch of David Copperfields, looking like they could do magic, but they had the gifts of God. But because they had gifts, they thought they were better than the other churches. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Uh, they thought they were better than everybody else because they could operate in the gifts. So Paul is letting them know it don't matter how gifted you are. What matters is, do you love? Oh, y'all don't hear me. Is it, do you love? See, tongues without love are meaningless. He, he, he contrasts uh, three of the gifts uh, because they, they were the most prominent or the one that people look at the most. And, 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 and when he said, even though you can talk in the tongues of men, I believe that the scripture is saying if you could talk in all the languages, because, you know, on Pentecost, they were able to talk in all the people's languages and everybody heard them the way they were supposed to hear them. Hear them. But it's also talking about the tongues of angels and when you know how to pray in the spirit. He's saying if you can do all that, under the power of the Holy Ghost, and you don't have love, you like a tingling symbol. <laughs> uh, not, not, not a symbol that sound good in the orchestra, but, but somebody unskilled that's just banging them together that has nothing but making noise. It's, 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 it's an unrestrained person. A person can possess the gift and ability to share Christ in all languages in the world, but if you don't have love, it don't matter. If I get up here without love, it doesn't matter. Do you know you can preach all day long and save other folk and still go to hell? Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I can get up here and preach every day of my life and people get saved and I don't go. 
Be careful of what you do just to make yourself look good. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? The speech is meaningless. Look at the phrase. It says he becomes. This is a crucial point. It said he becomes. The crucial point, the gifted person's speech is not only meaningless, the person himself is meaningless. He becomes a clanging symbol. He becomes nothing. If you do it in love, it don't, if you don't do it in love, it don't matter. You come in here mad every morning. And sing and preach. Does it matter? Some folk come to church angry. And what 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 trips me out, Minister Dre, is that some people only come on first Sunday because they don't like the pastor. And they come to take communion because they feel like they want to take communion. And the Bible says if you ain't forgiven your brother or sister and you take it, it's like you drinking a curse on yourself. That's why your leg gone. Now, I'm not saying everybody lose their leg because of hate, but some of y'all ain't got no leg because you drinking the communion in hate. Well, I hate that black. <laughs> <laughs> You have to do it in love. Without love, we are nothing. Look, the gift of prophecy, the inspiration of God's spirit, they can predict the future, proclaim the truth. He, he, he may possess charisma and the stature and eloquence and descriptive language in the world, but if he does not have love, he is nothing. Not only is the gift of prophecy nothing, but remember, he or she is nothing. There is always a danger of feeling and acting superior because of one's prophetic gifts and eloquence. It is possible to long for souls and to preach the glories of heaven and the tragedy of hell with an attitude, with a tone that you're better than everybody else. Y'all don't hear me. There is a gift of understanding all mysteries and knowledge, the sum total of all that God has ever revealed and, and, and of all the man, uh, man has learned, discovered, and developed. Just imagine a person possessing all the knowledge in the world. Yet, if he does not have love, he will be nothing. Not only would his understanding and knowledge be nothing, he would be nothing. The danger is looking down on others and making them feel like they're nothing because of your gifts. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Hey, let's make sure them levels ain't too high. I don't care about this part. I'm just, just, just look at the rig. I know Eugene was talking about it. If it's straight, don't worry about it. I just hear the echo, but don't. If it's straight, don't worry about it. There is the gift of faith. That is the very special gift of faith that is given by the Holy Spirit to remove mountains and to do great and miraculous things for God. Note the word all. Imagine a person possessing all faith, yet if he did not possess love, he would be nothing. 
The danger is spiritual superiority and overblown sense of importance. A person with the gift of faith can easily hurt others by speaking openly about their faith. They can easily make others feel inferior. You know how Pope always try to tell you what they got and what they did and, and how good they are and how they went to the Himalayas. Come on, somebody. And, and how they went over here. I'm not even just talking about gifts and how they did all this for God. But if you boasting just to lift yourself up, you can make other people feel bad. And Paul said, if I'm going to boast, boast in the Lord and boast how God has done this for me. Stop acting like you better than anybody else because your gift and my gift are the same. It doesn't matter if I have the gift of prophecy and you have the gift of helps. If you got four tires and one of them flat, you ain't going nowhere. All the gifts are needed. And it doesn't matter how great your gift is in the eyes of men or women. God knows that it's great because it helped build his kingdom. Walking around here making people feel bad and you feeling bad because you feel like you don't have the gifts that other people have. Giving without love. I'm so glad we ain't took up offering yet. If you're giving out of madness or obligation, don't even give. So glad trustee Spells ain't here. She probably would have came and yanked me off the stage, but I'm just trying to let you know <laughs> that if you ain't giving with a good heart, don't give. You understand? God said, if you don't forgive your brother or sister, don't, don't, don't come up here mad bringing the gifts because God not going to give you a blessing when you're angry. Because if God give you a blessing while you're angry, come on, somebody, you will tear that gift up. Yeah, y'all don't hear me. Don't give and feed the poor. Just so you got more than them. Don't write a check just so you can show how good you are. Y'all don't hear me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving without love profits nothing. Nothing. He said if you sell all your possession, all of them, and get to the poor, yet you do it without love, you're just going to be broke for nothing. Y'all don't hear me. There's danger out of giving, out of giving, out of duty, giving with contempt because one is forced to give. That's why y'all don't hear me just doing all these offerings. Oh, God told me to do this. Every now and then, God may do that, but I don't do that every Sunday. If, if somebody, every Sunday, talking about, oh, the Lord said, somebody, there's 20 people out here that want to give $20,000. Do I hear more? 25,000, 30,000, 40, 40, 50, 50, 50. Every Sunday. <laughs> every Sunday. No, every now and then, God may move me. And I'm not knocking anybody because they may be doing it right. God may tell them every Sunday, but somebody I don't believe, everybody is being taught to God every Sunday about a special offering. I don't want to manipulate you to give. I want you to give because you love God and you're giving out of the heart and God has put something on your heart to give. Not because you were manipulated by me from the pulpit because if you give without love, it ain't going to profit me, you, the church, or anybody because God don't need your gift. He wants your heart because where your treasure lies is where your heart lies. Don't do it. It says martyrdom. He said, even if you get yourself burned at the stake, if you did it out of pride, it profits you nothing. Uh-huh. 
It doesn't matter if you're doing it just because you want to feel good, just because you want to go out in history and show everybody what you did so your name can live on. God said you don't even profit at all. If you ain't dying for your brother or dying for your sister or dying for somebody you love or dying because of the cause of God, it don't matter. If you're dying just so your name can live on, just so you can look like a hero, it profits nothing. The Bible says, and I'm going to go ahead and go through all the different love. Love suffers long. Y'all don't know the Greek no way, so if I pronounce it wrong, it don't even matter. <laughs> I was doing my Greek studies, and I hope they're right. Some theologian is going to call me and say, Brother Maxwell, I believe that you pronounced it wrong, and then we'll come back and we'll straighten it out, okay? So if you are a great theologian and you feel like I'm pronouncing wrong, please inbox me and let me know, Okay. I really would appreciate that. I thank you so much. Please don't write on my wall because if I see it on Monday, I'm not pastor. <laughs> All right. Inbox me. <laughs> the wall is dangerous. <laughs> oh, God. Why does he use me, Lord? Thank you, Lord. Anyway, love suffers long. <laughs> Macro, <laughs> y'all laugh. Y'all chew me out of here. Makrothume, M-A-K-R-O-T-H-U-M-E-I, is patient with people. The word refers, so it suffers long, the word refers, always refers to being patient with people, not with circumstances. Ah, I'm glad I executed the text because, see, if you're still here and you keep messing up, I love you. So when I fuss at you on Sunday when it ain't right, I'm mad at the circumstance. Because I was mad at you, you wouldn't have no job. That free help right there, Reverend Water. When I executed that, I said, oh, let me tell my media team, I love you. I just don't love the circumstance that we keep doing the same thing over and over. <laughs> I, I, I love my, 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 my people that work with me. I, I love it. But, 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 but when we keep doing the same thing, mess up over and over, it's the circumstance I'm mad with because you're, 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 still, you're still here. Huh? If, if you're still here, love is patient. <laughs> yeah. You're still casting checks. Love is patient. And love is kind. Huh? All right. No matter the evil and injury done by a person, no matter the neglect of ignoring, uh, of ignoring by a loved one, love suffers long, long time without resentment, anger, or seeking revenge. Love controls itself in order to win the person and to help him live, work, and serve as he should. Two, love is kind. Boy, I done picked the hardest Greek words in the world. I know I'm reading right. Christiotete. Ooh, that didn't sound right. Christiote. Yeah, that's what it is. Courageous. It's courteous, I mean. Good, helpful, useful, giving, showing, and showering favors. Love does not revel in hurt and neglect. Love reaches out in kindness, in helpfulness, in giving, and in showering favors upon the person who neglects or hurts you. Ooh, boy. Love a hard thing. It's a hard thing to do. Love does not envy. Zeloi. 
That's the Greek word for it. It's not envy. It's not jealous. Does not have feelings against others because of what they have. Such as gifts, possessions, friends, recognition, possessions, popularity, abilities. Love does not begrudge or attack or downplay the abilities and success of others. Love shares, enjoys, and rejoices in the experience and goods of others. When I see people around me that do good uh, and I see it on Instagram, I'm like, yeah, good job. But you know, some people mad. Some people look at that high in the world and Derry singing solo. What he doing? I called Pastor one time to sing a solo and I ain't get the same. And I don't, I don't go to his church. I go to First Baptist, but it don't matter. It should have been me. It shouldn't have been him. It reminds me of that song, Congratulations. Remember that song? I don't know if y'all old school people, y'all remember that Congratulations. I thought it would have been me. Remember that? <laughs> Be careful, women, when they tell you congratulations on your man. She's thinking, it should have been her. <laughs> as long as I can breathe, you'll always be the one. Anyway, love does not vaunt itself. I know y'all know what this is. It's it's called perpetuator, but you know what it sounds like, perpetrate. <laughs> that's, the way, that's where you get the word perpetrate from. It's not boastful, does not brag or seek recognition, honor, or applause from others. You know how some folks always want you to clap for them when they do something? Uh, I got people, they used to work with me, and every time they did something, they want me to say, oh, how great of a job you did. Hopefully, your check tell you that. You, 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 you can't worry about being recognized all the time because God did not gift you to glory you. He gifted you to get glory out of your life for himself. See, see, people say, how in the world you always on the news, how this happened, how this happened? It's because I don't look for it. I don't call the news for nothing. The news to see something, like, oh, let's go over there. The newbie grow up. Like, oh, okay, cool. But it, it, you know what I'm saying? Because when you don't look for that stuff, it comes. Because God wants to glorify himself through your life. He's not trying to give you glory. He'll make your name great. I'm leaving it alone. Love is not puffed up. It's not prideful, arrogant, conceited, does not think nor act as though oneself is better or above others. Love is modest and humble and recognizes and honors others. I'm going to email y'all these Greek words so I can get out of here. Love does not behave itself unseemingly, unbecoming, rudely, indecently, unmannerly, disgracefully. Love does nothing to shame oneself. Love is orderly and controlled, and it behaves and treats all persons with respect, honoring and responding who they are. Love seeks not her own is not selfish, does not insist upon its own rights. Love is not focused upon who one is, nor upon who one, what one has done. Love seeks to serve, not uh, to have others serve you, you. Love is acknowledging others, not insisting that others acknowledge oneself. It is giving to others, not insisting that others give to you. Love is not easily provoked, not easily angered, not ready to take offense, not quick-tempered, not touchy. It is not easily aroused to anger, does not become exasperated. Love controls the emotions and never becomes angry without a cause. Now, I ain't saying you don't become angry without a cause because God, Jesus, broke some folk off in the temple. 
Broke them all so bad they ran out naked. Now that's a that's a beat down. But it says you, you don't get mad without a reason. Some folk just mad. Some folk wake up mad. Just wake up in the morning. How you doing? I don't know what's going on. The day been crazy. It's seven in the morning. <laughs> day has not started yet. Love does not think e evil, does not consider the wrong suffered, is not resentful, does not hold the evil done to oneself. Love suffers the evil done to it and forgets it. Ooh. I, I, I'm trying to teach you this morning. Don't, don't, don't roll off on me. I know it's cold. Love does not rejoice in iniquity unrighteousness, evil, wrongdoing. Love does not take pleasure in the unrighteousness and sin of others. It does not feed upon sin and wrong, nor does it pass along the stories of sin and wrong. It don't gossip. Ooh, I heard what Deidre did. Uh-huh, and that's what happened. And uh-huh, and yeah, and he did this, and he did that, girl. Mm. Stop gossiping. Stop gossiping. In fact, next week, what's, what's next week? That, that's fifth Sunday, right? Make sure we do. I don't think we ever did. We got to read the church covenant next week because I, it's one part of it that I know you need to concentrate on because it says it does not unnecessarily reveal the iniquities of others. And that's why sometimes when people happen and something happens in leadership and people might fall, I don't, and, and see in the Baptist tradition in a lot of churches, they want to bring the people all before the church and tell them what they did. Ain't none of their business unless you're going to help take care of it. You got a heaven or hell to put them in. The only people need to know are the people that need to know. You feel me? Now, now sometimes leaders need to know certain situations, but it ain't up to me to just put you out in front of the church so you can confess your sin like the scarlet letter. That, that makes absolutely no sense. When somebody mess up, that's their business. It got quiet. I felt it got quiet outside. Because folks always want to know some, what somebody did. They ain't got nothing to do with you. The problem is you, they got caught and you didn't. Let's move right along. It, love does not rejoice in love rejoices in the truth. Rejoices when the truth is known and when it prevails. Rejoices when others are recognized and promoted for whom they are and for what they have contributed. Love rejoices when the truth is rooted and grounded in a person and among the people. Love bears all things. The word bears, because of the Greek word uh, stegi, means both to cover all things and to bear up under all things. Love does not does both. It stands up under the weight and onslaught of all things and covers up the faults of others. It has no pleasure in exposing the wrong and weaknesses of others. Love bears up under any neglect, abuse, ridicule, anything thrown against it. Love can take it. That's why you got to be bold when you speak out against injustice because love going to hold you. Love believes all things. It's completely trusting, always eager to believe the best, is ever ready to believe the best. Love sees the, and understands the circumstances and accepts and forgives and believes the very best about a person. Love hopes all things. It never ceases to hope. It expects the good to eventually triumph and gain the victory. That's why mama keep going to get little Johnny out of jail because she loves him so much. She thinks he's going to do right. She always hopes all things. Now, daddy might not have the agape love that he should have, but mama going to always go to the jail no matter what her baby does. Uh, her baby might have a crack house. He might, my baby got his own business. 
<laughs> he, he, he done turned it around, girl. It's a crack house. But that's how mothers love. They try to find the best in everything. I know that's an extreme, but some people are like that. Love endures all things. The word endures is a military word meaning to stand against the attack and enemy. Love actively fights and endures all attacks. Love is strong, full of fortitude and fight, and it struggles against any and every assault to buckle in to being unloving. Love conquers and triumphs always because it endures all things. No matter what the attack name the un, uh, or, or unnamed, it endures attack and continues to love. Love conquers all. Love never accepts defeat. That's why in the midst of black history, Mark, I got to tell you this, to my white brothers and sisters, to my, to my black brothers and sisters, to every, every, every nationality, not just talking about black people, but mostly minorities. The reason why I wanted to talk to you about love is because I need you to be able to speak up for social justice. Yeah, y'all don't hear me. You, know, you can't do it without love, though. You, 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 it takes a lot for a white man to love me so much, to put him in the midst of his church, to talk about racism. I told him, and I was going to certain white people's churches and doing, and doing Zoom meetings, and I said, you know you're going to lose some people by doing this. You know that, right? Oh, no, my church, they're good. I said, okay. You, you, you might think so because they're not going to act like that around you. And, 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 and one, I'm not going to say their names, and, and, and two of them that, that I work with, uh, they told me and they, and they called me very emotional because some people left their church because they, we were talking about racism and talking about how it still exists in America. And even though we have a, had a black president and, and have, a, have a vice president that's black now, it doesn't mean that racism still, uh, that, that it doesn't exist. But love will cause you to not worry about being assassinated. See, Dr. Martin Luther King, Dr. Malcolm X and, and Dr. King and Mega Evers and JFK were assassinated. You, you see, Jesus was assassinated. Oh, see? See, I know you say Jesus was crucified because you want to be able to sit at home and cry about it. But if I say he was assassinated, it makes you want to get up off your blessing assurance and do something. See, he was assassinated for speaking up for the women's rights when the adulterous woman was about to be stoned. He asked, where is the man who she was sleeping with? He spoke with power of love. He was assassinated because he stood up for other races when he liberated the Samaritan woman at the well. He operated in love. He was assassinated because he stood up against the oppressive high priest that used the religion, that used religion to manipulate and take advantage of people. He covered them in love. He was assassinated because he spoke up against the unjust system and rules that oppressed the poor. He stood up to them in love. See, we, we don't fear, even fear of physical death or assassination of our life because we don't really think anybody will physically kill us today for speaking. We fear the assassination of our reputation if we speak. We fear the assassination of our membership in the country club if we speak. We fear the assassination of the acceptance of the high-class society if we speak. You have to stand for justice and equality, but you will never learn how to be bold enough to do it without learning how to first love. Love keeps it all together. It keeps us in unity and in one accord and makes us better for man and sister kind. But look at this. Both faith and hope are great qualities and gifts, but love is far superior how 
Remember that Paul is contrasting love with the spiritual gifts and dealing with the tendencies of people to certain uh, to, to, to center attention upon their gifts and accomplishments. Love is far superior to faith and hope for six reasons. I'm almost going to let you go. Faith focuses upon the revelation of God, whereas love focuses upon God himself. See, we know about God only by the revelation of God through Jesus Christ, the word, the nature, and the inner witness and thoughts and consciousness. A man believes in God by focusing upon one or more of the revelations about God, but love is different, entirely different. Love focuses and centers upon God himself and stirs a relationship of adoration and worship. Faith, of course, can stir the same adoration and worship, but faith can also exist without adoration and worship. Faith can stir it, but that don't mean it'll make you worship. Y'all don't hear me? Oprah got faith. Steve Harvey got faith. Not saying they ain't saved, but you know, they go in and out of religious stuff. You, you can have faith and still not love God. Yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. A person can believe in someone and not love him. A lot of people believed in me. They didn't vote me out when people wanted to vote me out, but that don't mean they love me. They believe I can help take them somewhere. Some folk hire you not because they love you, but they know that you can make money for them. Yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. People can believe in you and not love you. I believe Tom Brady was going to win. But I don't love Tom Brady. <laughs> Keep it to 100. When Tom Brady, when we played, when the Falcons played Tom Brady, and he scrambled and slammed the ball in the ground, and he, and he got off, I, man, we're going to lose. Because I had faith in him, although I wasn't going for him. I was over at West House watching the game. I just went up to their little private room and went to sleep because you, you know, I had priests anyway. I'd be tired. I ain't get my nap in. We're going to lose. They woke me up. We lost. Yeah, I know. But I don't love Tom Brady. Hope focuses upon being eternally with God in a perfect world, but again, love is superior because it focuses upon God himself. See, this is my thing. If you go, if you seek God's face, he'll give you everything in his hand. The problem is you keep seeking God's hand and not his face. Yeah, y'all don't hear me. If you seek his hand and not, if you seek his hand, you will get some crumbs and you may even feel eternally blessed. But if you seek his face, whoo, love, true love, agape love does not originate in the nature of man, but in the nature of God. God is love. Love is the basic trait of his nature. The very existence of man is due to the fact that God is love. Not to the fact that God believed or held hope for man. Therefore, love, which is the basic trait of God's nature, is far superior to faith and hope. Because when you love, that is God. God is love. God is love. You understand? That's why preachers, Teachers, you got to be careful when you walk in the crowd after you preach because the anointing is love and she or he may think you want them. 
Talking to the female and male preachers, you wonder why folks stalking you? It's because you don't walk around them with the anointing. He like me, girl. No, I don't. It's the anointing. Because the anointing is love and it confuses people sometimes. Because when you're operating in it, the love of God exudes out of you. And people can't tell you no. Preachers, I'm going to talk to you on the line. I do a Zoom call. I'm going to leave that one to myself. Number three, true love, agape love, does not originate in the nature of man, but in the nature of God. I already told you that God is love. He is love. Love is superior to faith and hope. True love is a gift of God. A man can know true love only as he comes to know God. See, faith arises from the heart of man, but love is deposited or given to man by God. It is shared abroad in the heart of God. Apart from God, man loves only those who love him. See, I, 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 some religions teach you it's okay to hate your enemy. That's easy. Man, I can do that religion all day. I can double dutch with that. What? You hate me? I hate you too. You hate me? I hate you too. What's up? Hey, you don't like me? I don't like you either, girl. That's easy. But when you really have the nature of God, you will love your enemy. See, this is the, this is the challenge. This is what I need you to understand. Deacon Smith, look, 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 look at this. You don't have to like your enemy. You got to love them. Oh, y'all know what I'm saying? You can love people and still not like what they do or like them. See, I, I love, that's why I liked Dr. King when he would give a pre- He was speaking one time and he said, oh, he said, I'm so glad God said I had to love my enemy, but I didn't have to like him. As I continue to fight and deal with our sick white brothers, he said some of them, he, 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 he was throwing jabs, but he said, I got to show you in love. I can't shoot you back. And anyway, experience in nature itself proved that faith and hope reach and grow people, but love reaches and grows people far more than any other gift or quality. Faith will grow you, but if you really love God, come on, look at it. I, I, I changed my major three, four times in school, right, in college, and I just told when I interviewed, I said, you know, I was just trying to get some experience. They're like, you took all the hard classes. Oh, I just wanted to get, whatever, I didn't know what I wanted to do. But every time I, I, every time I made it in a, in a major, I had to take this foreign language. Like, I, speak, I barely speak English. I ain't trying to learn Spanish or whatever. I, I don't want to do that, and I kept changing my major. But you know what, Sister Beaches, no matter what major I took, I had to come back to it. But when I found a major that I liked, I went ahead and made it. You know what I'm saying? Because once I got into education, my love for it kept me enduring what I was going through. You understand what I'm saying? When you really love something, you will continue to endure what you're going through, and you will keep on taking the licking and keep on ticking. You got to find what your call is, not the money. 
Some people are trying to make money instead of going at what God wants them to do. Stop chasing money and chase the dream God has put in your heart. It'll bring you money. It'll bring you blessing. It'll bring you a good measure of blessing. Press down, shaking together and running over. But you got to do it out of love. You can't do it out of money, out of need for money. Don't do real estate because you want money. Do it because you love the people. You're trying to take care of them. Do it because you love helping people. Don't, don't get on the camera because you want to make money. Get on the camera because you want to tell a message. You want to help people become better. Whatever you do, do it out of love for God. He's the author and finisher of your faith. He's the one that gave you the power to obtain wealth. He is love. I know you're confused because I don't know. I'm confused too. Don't even worry about it. I think I'm about done. He's like, what should I do? I don't know. Because <laughs> you got a day off. A person can believe in God, yet feel he's above others. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. Some people don't want to come to church because the church is so hateful. Church vote, have you ever sat in somebody's seat that really ain't their seat because it ain't their house? Well, man, look at you like, I know she ain't in my seat. I don't care if I am 45 minutes late. People can know God and still hate. The Pharisees knew who God was. The Sadducees knew who God was. They knew Jesus was the Son of God, yet they still sent him to the cross because they felt like he was taking their power. They knew who Jesus was and still strung him up on the cross. Greed, even though they knew the truth. Nicodemus, when coming the daytime, he snuck to Jesus at night. Is that why they got Nick at night? Nickelodeon because of Nicodemus? I just, anyway, I don't know if they got that from the Bible. He came at night because he was hiding, because he understood the truth, but he didn't want to lose his position. Can I talk to some people that are scared about losing their position? Forget losing your position. If you lose your position, God has a better position for you if you're standing on the truth. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? Some people are scared black, white. I'm tired of these leaders who are afraid to speak about racism, who are scared to speak about oppression, who are scared to speak about inequality, who are scared to speak. I'm not saying if it ain't your call, then you don't need to do it all the time because I'm not a missionary that want to go out the country all the time with Reverend Gunn. He want me to go out the country every day of my life. I don't want to do that. But what I am saying is when you don't do something out of fear, that means you really don't love God because perfect love casts out all fear. If you're afraid, check your love status with God. And if you really love God, you won't be afraid to make tough decisions. You won't be afraid to make people mad. You won't be afraid to go against the status quo. You won't be scared to swim upstream instead of downstream. You won't be scared to be the minority report and not the majority report. Check your love status with God. And walk in boldness. But this is what I want to tell you. Love is not a license to indulge and do people wrong. Love takes care of people. He said the greatest among you must serve. Anybody can be great because anybody can serve. Anybody can serve. Anybody can serve. 
anybody concerned. People was like, oh, you the pastor? Why are you helping with cleaning up? Why are you helping with doing laundry? It's, it's, it's out of love for ministry. It ain't about you trying to look good for somebody else. And, and I remember one time I was doing something and somebody said, oh, you the pastor? I didn't know the pastor would be doing all that. Now, when I get 119, I'm a chill. Because, you know, I, I, God promised you 120 years. So when I get to 119, I'm going to take that year off. And I ain't moving no chairs. <laughs> I ain't doing no laundry. I ain't sweeping up no vomit. I'm chilling. And then the last year, I know God going to take me out at 120. Hopefully. I'm just saying. That's, a, that's what he promised you. But what I'm saying is this. When you do things out of love, you will make a sacrifice. You won't worry about yourself. You'll be selfless. Not only check your love status with God, check your love status in your relationship. Check your love status with your job. Check your love status with your business. Check your love status with what you think is your purpose. Because if you wouldn't do it and worry about if you wouldn't do it under the most heinous circumstances, you don't love it. You need to find something you love. Football players. There's a story about um, Ronnie Lott. Finger was hanging off. They said that we, if you go to surgery right now, we can save the finger. He said, no. Put it off, threw it down, continue to play in the game, love the game that much. Do you love what you do that much? Do you love God so much that you will sacrifice what you want to do what he wants you to do. That's what Jesus did. Jesus did that for you. You know what Jesus did? He said, he said, look here. Jesus, he said, God, is there any other way? Take this from me. I don't want to go to the cross. I don't want the crown of thorns on my head. I don't want to carry the cross. I don't want to become sin. But because of his agape love for his father, and it's a God love for us. He said, not my will, but thy will be done.